I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Let's get activated. Let's get activated. Go be in the pocket. Let it go. Them bullets penetrate. When you in that field, let it real. Just stay dedicated. Go. Put me in the gun, I know what to do. Host radio show on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas, which you should always check out. Sports Center on Snapchat. Joins us every single Monday here on the show. He joins us now. Fitz, what's up, baby? Just living that dream. How are we doing after a wild weekend of football? Yeah, a wild weekend wild of football. Right. A wild weekend of, uh, of of Grizzlies basketball. Have you ever been uh, kicked out of, of anything uh, because you were heckling the performers? Uh, no, but I was kicked out of a Belmont basketball game for politely, I thought, telling the ref he should go back to high school basketball which at a fine Christian institution of learning was not appreciated. I was escorted out, uh, you know, for for just – and all I did was say, hey, maybe go back to high school ball, Mr. Official. I might not have been that that appropriate, but in my mind it was. So uh, I I feel getting walked out of of an arena. I just can't imagine – and this is is real. Like, I can't imagine for anybody the thought of going to where somebody is at work and then just deciding that I can, you know, mother F them all day long – from two feet because I paid money to be there. Like, imagine walking into a car dealership and you don't necessarily love the salesperson, and so you feel like because you don't love them, but because you're buying a car, you can say whatever you want to them. Like, the world doesn't work that way. So, you know, frankly, I, I don't care how long your apologies are uh, for some people. Like, if you're standing courtside and you're that guy, there's no reason for you to ever be allowed to stand courtside again. I don't care who you are. Yeah, so it's a little bit like, on one hand, he's a, a, a broadcaster on, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd say, you know, competition network here, but but it's, it's still a competing network. And then, you know, on the other hand, he's a former, you know, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. So it's like, you feel like you kind of have to talk about it, but I understand it's like kind of awkward, too, from sort of your perspective. Um, but, but Oh, ain't nothing awkward about it. Like, guy act a fool. Like, if I did the same thing on the sidelines, ESPN at the very least would have suspended me by now, if not fired me, because I'm easily fireable. There is no reason for a grown-ass man to act that way courtside towards somebody else that's doing their job. And I don't care how big Shannon is. I don't care how popular Shannon is. There's nothing awkward about this at all. Like, do better, be better. You don't get to act that way in public. I don't care if you're at the mall and you're buying candles at Bath and Body Works like I do, or if you're sitting courtside at a game and you think that because you're a 
Hall of Famer, you can say whatever you want to a professional athlete. It does not work that way. Well, especially as a former pro athlete yourself, you know sort of what goes in. I will say this. He did apologize today. He did have a lengthy apology where, and you know how these go, Fitz. Sometimes there are apologies that you hear them and you know he was forced to do this and he doesn't believe he was in the wrong. But, you know, in his apology today, Shannon took full responsibility, apologized to the Grizzlies, to Dylan Brooks. He apologized to his family. He apologized to his network. He apologized. I mean, like, he, he went down the He apologized to everybody on the planet. So I, with an apology like that, is that one where you feel like, coming from your world, execs told him to do that? Or do you think that that was on his own volition? Yeah, probably a bit of both, you know. And, and look, uh, I think it would have been appropriate to tell him to take a couple of days off from uh, work and then come back. And I, I stand by the fact that, you know, frankly, the NBA should step up at this point and just say, hey, you act a full courtside. It's a one-year suspension. You can't sit courtside again. I don't care if that's Spike Lee. I don't care who that is. Like, the number of people that – and this is just a problem in the NBA. Like, how often have we seen acts of violence come from, you know, people that are sitting close to the court? And I've constantly said they need better security. Well, if, if a celebrity acts that way courtside, how does the rich person sitting three seats down from him feel like he can act too? Like, this is a never-ending cycle. And, you know, as I tell you guys all the time, if we really want to change the world and be a better place, you can't look up or down. You can't look at the people above you or below you for change. you got to look left and right. There are a lot of people that are around that, that that had the opportunity in that moment to tell him not to do it. And organizationally, the, the Lakers should come back in at this point and just say, hey, like, we're shutting it down. Like, you're not going to be allowed in this arena for a year. Uh, and let him learn the lesson of acting that way. Because, frankly, I don't care how famous you are, I don't care how rich you are, accountability matters. Uh, Fitzy, turning you to the NFL weekend, was there anything more amazing or that you'd put above in terms of things you were impressed by than, than Joe Burrow's performance, his poise, how prepared he was, how well he played, uh, what he said afterwards about the, you know, the game that won't be now on a neutral field in Atlanta? Uh, Joe Burrow this weekend, my gosh, Fitzy. Yeah, well, and look, I, you know, you guys know me. I'm a dabbler, right? I'm not like a dude. Degenerate, I'm a dabbler. And when I saw plus 215 on the Bengals uh, on Monday, I said, you know what? I believe in this one. I went in and I put every dollar in the account. Uh, every dollar in the betting account went to one thing, one bet, one game. I believe that much in Joe Burrow and the Bengals in that matchup. I wasn't surprised by the way the game played out. I'll say this. I think right now the legacy has been cemented. If I today was starting my franchise with any quarterback in the NFL, I would take Joe Burrow before Patrick Mahomes. Even though he's had a couple of injuries, it's because that offensive line is terrible. Mahomes, by the beauty that he plays the game with, puts himself at risk at times. And I just, uh, Burrow doesn't, right? Burrow doesn't, he protects his body better when he can protect his body. So I think the Burrow has shown you that between the moxie, like people keep talking about the Tom Brady comparisons, which I think is so disrespectful to who Burrow is right now. Joe Burrow is the Voltron of a little bit of the best of John Elway, a little bit of the best of Dan Marino, and a little bit of the best of Joe Montana all in one. I think he's the scariest quarterback in the NFL for the next generation. I think the Bengals are about to go on a run that's going to look Chief-like, and we're about to get this, like we got used to Brady versus, uh, uh, you know, obviously Brady Manning every year. I think we're going to end up with a Mahomes versus uh, Burrow every year moving forward for a very long time. He is not good. He's spectacular. I think he's at the top of the league. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And and so he's won the past three against KC. If you're li- not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're right there and you're already talking about a matchup, I think you're right. We'll see over the next few years. 
Um, what's KC got to do? Yeah, well, the thing is, Chris Jones is going to go off, right? KC can get pressure from anywhere you would think. Uh, when they when they can get pressure. KC wants nice conditions. I, I will argue that the snow actually really hurt Buffalo in this because they got a lot of guys that can explode off the de- defensive line and they have to get pressure to be a good defense, and they were just slow because of the snow. So I think if you're Kansas City, you want a beautiful night in Kansas City uh, where you're, you know, where Chris Jones can go off, and then you're going to hope that you can just hit him enough that things go awry and the timing can't get settled down. But guys, I, I, I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. And my my postseason pick is we went into the playoffs was 49ers Bengals in the Super Bowl. I stand by that at this point. Like I, I just the Bengals are not only Joe Burrow, and and this is the thing. Like we're so in love with Joe Burrow, but the weapons are incredible. And then they got some stars like. I asked on Fitz and Harry last week, when were we going to finally acknowledge uh, Hendrickson and the way he's rushing the passer right now? Look at the game he had, right? Like, so there are guys on the defensive side of the ball, Bates. There, there are guys on the defensive side of the ball for the Bengals that can flat out get after it. I, the Bengals are a great roster with an amazing quarterback. I think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I think they're going to beat the 49ers, and they're going to be the Super Bowl champs. Is the uh, ankle sprain – and 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 the you know the, perhaps the impact is it overrated? No, I I mean I think frankly the number of times they showed the replay where Mahomes was like polo sticking on one leg like that that just shows you how incredible Mahomes is. But he's going to have to be a little fluid in the pocket. I I don't know. I feel like that ankle is going to be stiffer and stiffer and stiffer. And, it means that he's not going to get to do anything this week, which means they're not going to get to do anything this week as an offense. I, I, I think there's when you are looking at two teams that are so evenly matched, if I can find one little edge, it's enough to make me comfortable. It's part of the reason I think the Bengals win this game. We just take for granted the Herculean effort from Mahomes because we're used to seeing him be able to do whatever. But my guy was out there on one leg still playing as the best quarterback of the day. And, I, I mean, that's incredible, especially considering Jacksonville is a good football team. It's just – you know, Mahomes was better than, than the Jags were capable of handling. So I, I think that's a statement to Mahomes. So I do think, though, it still plays a difference in this game. It's a, it's it's an unbelievable matchup of, of the, I think, undisputed two best quarterbacks playing the game. But but that's why, like, look, Cincinnati could do it, man. They could do it. They're the they're among the hottest teams in the NFL, and the Bengals have owned Patrick Mahomes with Burrow. But like, I, it's hard for me to pick against that guy at home, especially knowing that he's lost the last three, knowing that their season ended last season to the Bengals. And the other thing, and I think you you touched on it, that the Kansas City will be able to do that Buffalo didn't is they will actually be able to you know accentuate the issues that the Bengals are having on the offensive line. They have guys that can get back there and recap it. I just feel like defensively they're going to throw looks at Joe Burrow that Buffalo simply could not. Yeah, you're right, a thousand percent. And that offensive line is a liability. But where we get proof of concept is what we saw last year. I mean, I've never seen a quarterback get beat up in the playoffs the way that Joe Burrow did week in and week out last year uh, by everybody, by the Raiders, by the Titans, by the, like everybody just flat out went back there and, and straight godfathered him over and over and over again. And every time he got up, and, you know, I keep making this joke, but it's like watching a Hulk Hogan wrestle in the 80s. Like, no matter how much he takes, he just continues to get back up. And it's that spot where in the 80s, you know, you start slapping the guy and you see his cheeks start puffing out and you realize that all you're doing is making him mad. Like, that's how I feel about it at this point. And the craziest part about all that, watch the body language. The fact that Burrow gets hit so much and never turns on his teammates. Like, we're living in a world where we saw Stephon Diggs going off on the sidelines because he didn't like the way the game was going. We saw him lose control of his emotion. You never see that from Burrow. 
ever. And that's a statement to me to just the way he's got this team, the way he's got this cool. Like, it's a statement to the fact that even if you hit him, you can't take him down. How has this year and his season, Fitzy, changed, if if it has, the way we, we look at Dak? Like, like which what are the Cowboys getting going forward with the Dak? Is it the one you can trust or the one that, what, threw a pick in 11 of the 14 games he played in this season? I think it was multiple picks in six of those. Which one are they getting going forward? I think that Dak might need a fresh start. And I mean an all-around fresh start. That's not easy to do. But I've never seen a quarterback regress in their ability to simply – read defenses and the more I talk to everybody here that played the game and they show you the number and, and Orlovsky said a beautiful job of this the number of really bad reads made by Dak Prescott that's not who Dak has ever been and Kellen Moore you know is what he's a 34 year old offensive coordinator that I don't think should have ever gotten an interview for a head coaching position like it's crazy that we blew him up so fast I don't know if he's being poorly coached I don't know if the city is in his head. I don't know what's happening. But, like, it's not his thumb because it's his brain right now. Like, he's going to the wrong spots on the field all the time. And that, to me, is a teaching element. So, you know, it depends on what the Cowboys do. I don't think Mike McCarthy's going anywhere. So, if that's the case, they're either going to need to bring in a new offensive coordinator that they think can find a better love language with Dak, or they're going to have to find a way to trade Dak and start over at the quarterback position. I, I still think Dak can play. He's just, he's got the the kicker's equivalent of the yips when it comes to reading defenses, which means somebody's going to have to start a rebuild with him. Talking to Jason Fitz, joins us every single Monday here on the show. <clears throat> uh, on the other side in the NFC, uh, Dallas, you know they're matching San Francisco early in the game. Ultimately, it does come down to some Dak picks, uh, and I thought some coaching decisions. How much soul searching does that organization need to do today? I think. So. Some, but this is what's crazy, and we were just talking about this in our production meeting. Let me let me rephrase it this way. The number five seed went on the road, played the number two seed with squarely the best defense in the NFL right now, and took them all the way down to the wire in a game that they could have won if a few things had gone differently. Did their quarterback play well enough? No. But the number five seed went on the road to the two seed and gave them a battle that was a heavyweight fight through and through. I don't think it's as much disaster. Like if we if we weren't talking about the Cowboys, we weren't we wouldn't be talking about it this way. It's just everybody knows the passion that comes with the Cowboys fan base and the expectations from Jerry Jones. But frankly, I think what happened is a really good football team got beat by a great football team. Now, do do the Cowboys need to look at ways to get more weapons? Yeah. Do they need to figure out what's wrong uh, at this point mentally with Dak and the way he's processing the the offense? Yes, 100%. Does that mean blow everything up and start it all over? I don't know. I mean, maybe we believe that Sean Payton will come in and be the magic elixir that fixes Dak, but also I don't know if you panic when you lost to the second, to the number two seed on their home field in a game you could have won all the way down to the wire. I, I, I think we're disrespecting a little bit of San Francisco in this conversation about the Cowboys. Yep. You mentioned them, and I mean, you have to be so impressed with what Kyle Shanahan has done, uh, winning with Brock Purdy. Now they haven't lost since October twenty third. What you mentioned having them in the Super Bowl and going against the Bengals. What's going to be the difference against Philly, Fitzy? If you're picking San Fran, what's the difference in that game? I don't think there's a better roster in the entire NFL right now than the Forty Nine ers. 
And the way they play defensively, the way they swarm to the football, the speed that they have, their ability to rush but then also drop people back when they need to, their ability to get after the quarterback but also cover at a high level. They have a high football IQ. They're well coached. You look at all of that, and guys, I think we're seeing the new Tom Brady. Like, think about what happened, and I'm not saying that Purdy becomes Tom Brady. I'm saying we're seeing the new story of Tom Brady. Think about that rookie year. Drew Bledsoe had just gotten a massive contract, and what happened? Brady gets in the game. All of a sudden, they get hot, and there's a question about, do you bring Bledsoe back? What do you do? Mm -hmm. They don't. Brady goes in. Brady wins the Super Bowl. Then that offseason, I did the man in the arena show for ESPN. Belichick had to make a really hard decision. What do you do with a guy that's faced the franchise that just got huge money? Well, they – they traded him because they had to. I think the 49ers in the same situation. Like You've got a quarterback right now that they trust more than they trust Jimmy G, a quarterback that's playing well enough to win. I think it's a huge statement to Kyle Shanahan, and I think what we're seeing is a guy that maybe has some limitations, but he's protected by a defense that's absolutely incredible and some weapons on that offense that are just – I mean, that you can't touch him. What Debo can do and what McCaffrey can do when the play calling is creative – is just untouchable. So we're watching the ascension of, of the sequel to the Tom Brady's rookie season story. And I think it ends very similarly. You're, you're going to find the 49ers in the Super Bowl, I think, because at the end of the day, as good as the Eagles are right now, the biggest part of the Eagles is they are going to try and trick you with RPO. They're going to try and make you make mental mistakes in coverage because you have to account for Jalen Hurts running the football. What do you do when you got a front seven that can account without any help for that running quarterback and you've got a secondary that plays smart football? I don't think RPO tricks them. I think that's why the 49ers can win this game. They're just right now, they're a touch better football team. I think my, my, I like that breakdown. My, my, my counter to that would be every way you described San Francisco, you could like take away names and the same exact thing is true of Philly. I mean, they're built the same way. They have playmakers on defense, both in the front seven and the secondary. They led the league in sacks, 40 on the year, uh, and they're better at quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, and they're at home. This is going to be – and I know, look, the kid has passed every damn test that he's been thrown, but this is on the road at the one seed. The the Eagles have lost exactly one game this year with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Like, they, they are – just as good to me as San Francisco. And again, Hertz is better than Brock Purdy. We got to give the Eagles more of a chance and we're giving them, it feels like, Fitz. Uh, and I don't disagree with you in a lot of ways. I think the biggest difference for me offensively is that while, like, what, what Philly's going to try and do is they're going to use RPO to try and trick you a little bit, right? Yep. What, what San Francisco is going to do is they're going to use motion to get Christian McCaffrey and Debo free. Uh, that's such a different element to me. Like, uh, A.J. Brown is unstoppable, A.J. Brown. We all know how great A.J. Brown is. But, AJ, but you know what A.J. Brown's going to do. You have no idea how they're going to get the ball to Debo every single week. So I think that's where the slight edge comes. But you're not wrong. I mean, everything you're saying is absolutely right. These, these two teams, by the way, are model citizens telling you the most important thing you need to know, which is if you don't obsess as much over the quarterback position and you get everything right, you can win, and all of a sudden, when you get it right with quarterback, you can be an absolute home run, and that's what Jalen Hurts has become for the Eagles. Like I was asked earlier today, can you win a Super Bowl you know, with Dak Prescott? And I said, well, a year ago, nobody thought you could win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts, and um, two months ago, Very nobody true. thought you could win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Very true. Now you damn well sure can with both. So yep. like, it just shows you these two teams have built better than anybody else. Hey, Fitzy, last thing we got, we got Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle in town for, for a show tonight. If we were doing Fitzy's top three comedians ever, uh, what would your rankings be? Oh, man, that is so hard. Um, 
because Chris Rock is definitely someone. I'm such a Saturday Night Live fan. Uh, Chris Rock obviously is way up on my list. Um, so uh, there's a, a, the late Ralphie May also high up on my list. Um, I let, At the top of the list, I'm going to put Kevin Hart. I know that's cliche, but everything Kevin Hart does makes me laugh. Um, I'm going to go, God, I think I'm going to go with Chris Rock, too. And I'm going to go like way weird old school, but Dana Carvey still makes me laugh every time I see him in stand up. So I'm going to go Dana Carvey, sir. We'll take yeah, that's an old SNL reference. A lot of impressions in it, but it's always funny. Fitz, the best, man. Appreciate Have the time a great as week, always. Brother. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Yep. He is Jason Fitz, joins us every single Monday here on the show. Yes, uh, if you cannot tell, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are winning next weekend. And I think the I think the way they go about their business, which has just been consistency since day one, nothing really super sexy or flashy about it. There haven't been quarterback changes or big trades in the in the middle of the season. They've just been quietly doing what they do, destroying teams via the air, via the ground. And uh, now you got San Francisco coming coast to coast at home, one game away. Get ready, baby. I hear what you're saying. Fly, Eagles, fly. But San Francisco was just here last year. And lost a close one. Yes, this will be Jalen's first time. No, look, he, there's so, there, so there's a there's a history difference there. Well, it'll be Brock's first time there. as well. Yeah, but the rest of that team, and as you agreed, he's the most insulated guy out there. He is. The rest of that team's been here. Felt like they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Could just be taking that next look, step. Dallas got factor that, that in. Dallas too. wins that game without the stupid Dak picks, though. I mean that's that's what we're, I mean. There is ne- like mm. Philly. Philly never gave New York a chance. I mean they destroyed no, them. New York. It was their time to die. Yeah, Let's, it was the, the team they was. beat was the it was the worst one left. But I, you know, I just I just feel like we're you know look it, San Francisco very well could win. I mean they belong here. I mean you're talking these two are by far the best teams in the NFC. They haven't so lost since October. Nothing would surprise me, but I just feel like Philly's being kind of written off. And I, I, I buy that. I don't think they're going to write back. All let's right? see. Let, you, you write them y- off. You underestimate the San Francisco defense. No, they're Did you I mean, see Warner out there in coverage? Yeah, he's great. But I think they benefited from uh Pollard's injury. I think they oh, benefited absolutely. from some horrible coaching. Um which, which it's part of it, you know. That's part of the game, you know, in the NFL. But I don't think you know, Sirianni is not Mike McCarthy. That dude plays to win. He will never, ever punt from the 40-yard line in a fourth and five. Not, not once, not ever. So I just think it's going, to be a, it's going to be a different tone. It's going to be a totally different game. San Francisco could win. I'm on Philly. Give me the Eagles. Give me Jalen Hurts. Well, you, you keep you keep going Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. Give me Shanahan over Sirianni. Well, what, that's the beauty yeah, of it. Sh- Shanahan's been here before. We're going to find We've out. We've done this. We're going to find out. And then on the other side, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Since he's hot, and they're great, but Mahomes at the house. High ankle sprain? High ankle sprain or low ankle sprain or mid ankle sprain. That man ain't losing. That man ain't losing to the Cincinnati Burrow ain't losing. We're on opposite sides. We're on week. totally opposite sides. At least the early field is. The early, yeah, the, I don't, I'm not switching, though. My oh, bet, I'm, pu- I'm going to pull you over. My bets are already in, brother. My, oh, wow. Both, both my bets are in. I want to get conviction. The, I got the Chiefs early because that number's going to go up as the news gets better for him the closer we get to Sunday. And, and that Eagles number, I think, might touch three. Uh, it's two and a half right now. I think it gets to three. Either way, it's going to be a hell of a weekend. You're talking about the, if we're like really breaking it down, the four best teams in football. I mean, but you know, some people would have said Buffalo, but clearly oh. Buffalo was not in form. Even last week against Miami, you know, they should Agreed. they lose that game if two was there. You know, so anyway, should be a uh, should be a fun weekend. We'll come back, Jason and John, ninety nine FM, ESPN.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.